0: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us, that's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, everybody.
1: Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. So very happy to have you with us today. Um, Wow. We've got... We've got some great guests coming up. Uh, by the way, Senator Bill Haggerty from Tennessee is going to be here. Uh, the senator was the former ambassador to China during the Trump administration, so we'll be uh, chatting with him about the latest with the U.S. airspace and China spy balloon story and some new developments on that as well. Also, our good friend Pastor Jack Hibbs out of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California, is, is going to be here, uh, along with a great author. Of a of a of a book that talks about what happened inside the FBI. How did the FBI fall apart? Tom Baker is the author of uh, that book, and uh, he'll be with us a little bit later on. So uh, this is interesting. I've I've gotten a, you know we get a lot of hate mail on the program, and that's fine. You know it happens. It that's just the way it is. So I got a, a nasty letter the other day, and I want to share this with you because I have a, a few thoughts, and, and you, we can actually tie together uh, some of the big issues that have been happening around the, the country as a result of this letter I received from an irate, an irate reader and listener from, of all places, Memphis. Who would have thought? So anyway, a couple of days ago, there was, a, there was a horrible shooting in Memphis. A police officer was called to the local public library. There was a guy there who would not leave. The guy pulled out a gun and shot the police officer in the head. And that police officer, we believe, is still in critical condition. It's a, a terrible story. And I pointed out that the reason why this police officer was shot had a lot to do with progressive Democrats and their pro-criminal policies. And I got a letter, and this letter was very, very upsetting to this person. Now, there was a reason why I said that this shooting was the act of progressive Democrats and pro-criminal policies. And the reason why is because the attacker was 28 years old, but the other cop shot him. He's dead, the, um, the bad guy. The bad guy's dead. 28 years old. He had been arrested at least 39 times since the age of 19. 39 times. That was in Indianapolis where the guy was from. In Memphis, he had been arrested back in December, and he had been charged uh, with having ammo, a gun, drug charges, the whole nine yards. Anyway, the guy should have been in jail, right? He should have been in, in jail, but he was not. He was walking the streets because of these progressive policies. Again, these leftist district attorneys all over America, they literally want to empty the jails. This happened in California. It happened in New York. And people are literally living in fear. So anyway, this guy, this Indianapolis dude who shot the Memphis cop, I mean, this guy has, he should have been in jail for years. And yet he was set free. As a matter of fact, he was arrested last September in Indianapolis for theft and resisting arrest, and he served less than two months in jail. And my question is, why is that? This guy should have been in jail, but he wasn't. And then we look at what happened with the Michigan State University killer. What a horrible thing that happened. Three students Beautiful kids, living, living their life, working towards their career, their goals, their dreams, gunned down. Three dead, five injured, and some of those people critically injured. What do we know about the Michigan State Killer? Well, we know for a fact that he was charged with a felony gun violation in 2019. Now, I looked up the law in Michigan, and that is a five year sentence. So this gunman should have been in jail, but he wasn't. He was walking the streets. And the problem here is not guns, ladies and gentlemen. And that's, you're seeing, you're seeing the Democrats, they've come right out of the gate, and they say, we gotta get the guns, we gotta get the guns, gotta get the guns. It's not the guns. It's the progressive Democrats and the soft on crime district attorneys. And the truth is, and I know this is a hard truth for people to understand, but the truth is that Memphis police officer would literally be patrolling our streets today. Those three Michigan State University students would be in class right now if their attackers had just been behind bars where they were supposed to be. America does not have a gun problem. We have a coddling criminals problem. So I get this letter, and this person claims to be a family member of the police officer. I I do not know. I We've tried to look to verify. I'm not going to name the individual because we don't even know if this is this person's real name. But this person was very upset. And here's what I, I'm i going to read to you. She was upset about a tweet I wrote, and I want to read the tweet, and then I'll I'll read to you what she, she said. The monster who gunned down a Memphis police officer has been identified as Torrance Jackson, Jr. WREG reports the guy had been arrested 32 times since 2017, and yet this predator was on the streets thanks to progressive Democrats and their pro-criminal policies. That's what I wrote. And here's the response. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you bring politics into our family tragedy? How dare you? I am completely offended that you choose this opportunity to take a political stance. This is my family, my blood, and we are praying fervishly that it is God's will and he allows Officer Red to stay with us. How dare you? Well, you know... This is not politics. This is a statement of fact. Meanwhile, you have the Democrats out there literally playing politics, literally taking a political stance. And again, my we, we're all praying that this officer is able to fully recover from his injuries. But the reality is the Democrats in this city put a target, a bullseye on every police officer In the city, that's on them, the Democrats. As a matter of fact, the Democrats, ladies and gentlemen, they're putting bullseye targets on all of us. That brings me to another (laughs) man. I'm getting some hate mail this week. It's great, and I look. I don't shy away from this. I don't care about it. Do you agree with me that we have a coddling criminals problem? That we we don't have a gun problem. 844-747-8868. 844-747-8868 that is our toll free telephone number that's 844-747-8868 so now we've we've got another situation and this is this one really cracks me up there is a radical black activist in memphis and man did her pantyhose get in a twist so we posted some video crime is off the charts here So the latest video, and you might have seen this, it's gone viral. Everybody across the country is talking about this. You have a couple of thugs, and they raided a warehouse filled with Nike shoes. And the video shows these guys, they're backing the truck up into this warehouse, and they jump out, and they just start shoveling shoes, boxes of shoes, into this. I mean, it's just thousands of dollars in shoes. And the employees are trying to fight back. One of them had a a broom mop, and they were trying to hit the criminals. And then one of the thugs breaks out a gun and threatens to shoot. I say God bless the employees for trying to fight back, but you don't want to lose your life over a shoe, especially a Nike shoe. It's a woke shoe company. And uh, then the criminals take off thousands of dollars in shoes have been stolen. So anyway, I share this video, and here's what I wrote. Thugs raid Memphis warehouse filled with Nike shoes. God bless the employees who tried to stop the criminals. Hashtag reparations. (laughs) <laughs> well, that <laughs> well that set off the activist. Oh man, they're really upset about this. So anyway, one of these gals, um, her name is Tennessee Cutie, and she said, "Why the hell did you hashtag reparations? That's a dog whistle. Reparations are not about stealing anything, let alone some shoes. You should be ashamed. This is offensive as it can be. You are no comedian." And this should be deleted. Well, first of all, I wasn't trying to be funny. Second of all, I'm not deleting diddly squat. And third of all, I'm going to answer this woman's question. Because it's a valid question. Why the hell did you hashtag reparations? Well, the answer is very simple, ma'am. Because Black Lives Matter calls looting reparations. Not yours truly. Not your friendly, affable talk radio host. No, 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 no. no. This is Black Lives Matter. As a matter of fact, the New York Post did a story on it. Black Lives Matter organizer who called looting reparations dismisses peaceful protest. So then this woman fires back and she says, well, Black Lives Matter doesn't speak for everyone. Oh, yes, they do, ma'am. Oh, yes, they do. All you have to do is go back and you can Google out the wazoo to see that statement was not true. So anyway, she comes after me and she says, how dare you use the word thug? Who do you think you are? We all know. We all know what you meant by that. You wanted to use the N word. Well, I'm happy to talk about that, too. No, ma'am, I do not use the N word. Only rap artists use the N-word. Only people starring in Quentin Tarantino movies use the N-word, ma'am. But not me, not Todd Starnes, a friend of all, including the black man. So I decided to help this woman out. And it's unfortunate. She's an ignorant woman. And by ignorant, I don't mean anything racist. She's just a moron. So I want to educate this woman. And so I sent her, and I DM'd. I didn't want to embarrass her in front of the um, you know entire Twitter Twitterverse, but I sent her the definition of thug. I thought, my goodness, has something changed? I mean, this woman has now categorized thug as the n-word. Did I miss something? I mean, I know we've been, I know we've been knee deep in zippity doo zippity a coverage, and of course. That song, even though it's gibberish, is apparently racist, so maybe, just maybe, I missed something. So I Googled the Google Dictionary to find out if, in fact, the definition of thug had changed. And ladies and gentlemen, it has not changed. As a matter of fact, I'm going to share that definition, so gather all the homeschool children around the radio today. We're going to have a vocabulary test The word is thug. It is a noun, a violent, aggressive person, especially one who is a criminal. You might also refer to them as hoodlum, bully boy, bandit, mugger, gangster, ruffian. So are all those words racist, too? I'm just wondering here. So, again, thug is not a racist term. Thug applies to a person committing a criminal act. And it seems to me that if you break into a warehouse and you start stealing boxes of shoes and then you pull a gun on the employees, you are a thug. But here's the best part of all of this it turns out, it turns out that not once did I mention anything about race. As a matter of fact, the attackers were actually wearing black face masks. So there really is, it's very difficult, and maybe you can make it out. I couldn't, but maybe, just maybe you can make out the skin color of the thugs, but I couldn't do that. And by the way, the police department, they never released the skin color. So I'm just curious here, this radical black activist here in Memphis, Tennessee, maybe, just maybe, she's the one who's racist because she just assumed that the attackers were black. There you go. So, look, we don't shy away from addressing people who come and attack us. Um, I, and I have an explanation for everything, and I have a reason for everything I do and say on this program. And if you want to argue, you better come loaded with facts because that's what we deal with on this program. And the fact of the matter is that those soft on crime district attorneys are putting targets and bullseyes on every single neighborhood, every single home, every single law abiding American in this nation. All right, we got to take a break. We're opening up the phone lines here, 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number, by the way. That's 844-747-8868. This is The Todd Stern Show. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Look, just to put up just to put a bow on this the reality is no matter where you are right now there are efforts to to release criminals from prison. They want to clean out the jails and they want to send those people back out on the streets. There are actually some Democrats out there now calling for a quota system when it comes to crime. And I want to give you an example of this. So let's say you live in a neighborhood, you live in a city, all right? And that city, you're 60 percent white and we'll say 40 percent black. All right. We'll just use white, white and black, black and white, 60 percent and 40 percent. So now they want to. There are some leftists out there who say that 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 your prison population should reflect the the percentages of the population, the skin color of the population. So let's just say let's just say your prisons are full. So 60 percent of your prison has white people, 40 percent has black. So you're. Your percentages are even. But then, let's say all of a sudden you have a rash of white people out there committing crimes. Well, these leftists would say, no, 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 you can't arrest those people. Or if you do, you have to release some of the other white people so that, so that everything is in balance. So if you've got, let's just say, 30% of your population is Hispanic, only 30% of your prison population can be Hispanic. It cannot go above that number. And if it does, that means you have to release some people so it always evens out. Or 20% Asian American, only 20% of your prison population. These people are flat-out slap-crazy knots people. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. How do you think we ought to handle the crime problem in america ladies and gentlemen it's bonkers insane we'll be right back i've noticed that when i go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels they just don't seem to work very well They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand new towels. These things are incredible, and best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft, yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100, but thank Thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell 39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to mypello.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all mypello products including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, mypello.com promo code STARNS. By the way, it, it turns out this, this toxic train in Ohio may have been on fire and burning for about 20 miles before it derailed. Uh, this is from America First reports. They have security cam footage that shows the, uh, that shows the train was literally on fire. The footage first obtained by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and taken by a security camera in Salem, Ohio. As the train passed under the plant, what looked like flames and sparks can be seen in the video underneath the train cars. Now, the NTSB investigating it, this is a mess. This is probably going to be the worst environmental disaster in American history. And this thing is far from over. You got the So the feds are out there and they're saying, oh, well, you know, the water is safe. You can go back home. You can go on, live your life. And you've got people out there. One guy was on Tucker Carlson's show. They went back home in East Palestine and the guy can't sleep. He's got headaches. One woman showed a local TV crew that all of her chickens had died. They were in the coops and they died. And now the governor of Ohio is saying, you know what? I I don't think I'm going to be drinking the water. Well, that's reassuring. Now they're also reporting there is a large plume of chemicals in the Ohio River, and people are really concerned about whether or not it's going to to poison the water source downriver. I mean, people are really concerned about this. And meanwhile... Transportation Secretary Buttigieg is like, well, everything is all right. It's no, You know, between uh, Mayor Pete and that big dude who's the HHS Assistant Secretary, Rachel Levine and KJP, Biden's diversity hires not doing very well. Not doing very well. You know, there's something to be said to actually selecting people who have the capabilities as opposed to who they bed at night. I'm just saying. But there's been no transparency on this. Oh, here's Marjorie Taylor Green, cut number five.
2: But the real problem, Sean, is Pete Buttigieg. He's the Secretary of Transportation, and he's more interested in equity and inclusion in his hiring practices and grant-giving uh, schemes and, and obviously probably chest-feeding or something like that than he is rail safety. And that's where we have real danger in our country. You see, Pete Buttigieg was never qualified for the job. And I believe we need to haul him in in our committees and start questioning him over what's actually happening in his department. Because train derailment is happening every single day and now thousands of people, uh, birds, animals, they're all sick and we don't know the consequences of this horrible accident in East Palestine. But we have people like Ilhan Omar. She wants to, you know, crack down on corporate greed when it comes to rails and the privately owned sections of rails. But really what we have to do is we have to make sure that our rails are safe. Democrats passed a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, and only $5 billion went towards rail safety. This is a failure. It would have never happened under a Republican-controlled infrastructure bill, and we need to hold Democrats accountable well, for this, but, especially Pete Buttigieg. So, geez,
1: hello, I just... I don't know if I should do this or not. Should I, gentlemen, just a nod of the head will do. Should I explain why the Biden administration and the Democrats are not concerned with what's happening in Ohio right now? Should I, should I go ahead and dip my big toe, my beautiful big toe into those waters? Yet yeah, I, it, it, very controversial here, but I have a theory as to why the mainstream media and the Democrats and the Biden administration are taking a pass on this story. Folks, there was literally a mushroom cloud over East Palestine when or Palestine when this thing blew up. Literally. If this had been anywhere else in America, we would be hearing about it around the clock. As a matter of fact, Donnie Lamont, Don Lamont from CNN, the most profane name in news. Crying Negro Network. Thanks, Judge Joe Brown. Don Lemon would have been broadcasting in a hazmat suit, very fashionable, but a hazmat suit from East Palestine. They'd be doing every single news anchor in America would be in East Palestine right now. But they're not. And I have a theory as to why. We did a little bit of research here on this particular community. East Palestine is a village. It's in Columbiana County, Ohio. A little over a hundred thousand people, so it's a good size area, right? Pretty good size area. Columbiana County is ninety five percent white. Ninety five percent white. But that's not the number you need to be concerned with. In the last presidential election, over seventy percent of voters in Columbiana County voted for Donald Trump. So this area of the country is is Trump country. This is Make America Great Again country. This is America First country. And as a result of that, I suspect we're getting less than from the federal government. Because in the minds of the Democrats, the people in coal country, the people in Columbiana County, they basically don't matter. They're not important. Now, if this had happened in Maxine Waters' congressional district or Sheila Jackson Lee's congressional district or Cory Booker's congressional district, oh, there would have been it would have been a a global disaster. Biden would have asked the United Nations to come in for help. But that's not what happened here. Look at I'll give you a great example, Youngstown, Ohio. With the, with the horrible story there, with the lead in the water. Folks, it was wall-to-wall news coverage. It was a campaign issue. And yet here you have the transportation secretary who was forced, he was shamed into coming out and making some sort of an innocuous statement about it. But nobody's talking about it. And I believe that's the reason why. It's very – politics, folks – it's not very difficult to get down to the bottom of stuff, but it really is about what can you do for me? And those people in county they can't do anything for Biden. So that's why Biden's turning a blind eye to the suffering of the people there in Columbiana County. That's all. It's very simple. And that is my theory. And I'm sticking to it. Agree or disagree, ladies and gentlemen, 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. So uh, there is an interesting, interesting story out of CBS News. They are now saying that um, there has been an uptick in the number of young people suffering heart attacks. Wow. Welcome. Welcome to the club. But that's but that's not all. They're not willing to go there just yet and blame all these young people that are suffering heart attacks on the China virus vaccine. On the contrary, they have a another theory. Cut number 11.
3: Uh, Heart attack deaths have become more common across all age groups since the start of the coronavirus pandemic.
4: But a recent study found that young people are actually most at risk in this case. According to Cedars-Sinai Hospital, the number of heart attack deaths among 25 to 44-year-olds in the U.S. over the first two years of the pandemic was 30 percent higher than predicted. Dr. Celine Gounder is here on set with us uh, to talk more about it. She's editor-at-large for Public Health at Kaiser Health News, and she is also an infectious disease specialist and epidemiologist and a CBS News medical uh, contributor. Dr. Gounder, thank you for being here. Uh, What stood out to you in this study?
3: I think the fact that you're seeing such a big increase specifically in the youngest age group, so the 25 to 44-year-olds, you saw this 30% increase in the risk of death from heart attack, and that really is quite striking. That's not a group, an age group in which you normally see heart attacks, much less dying from a heart attack.
4: So the, the, to do a study like this, you look at the years prior to the pandemic and the typical rate of heart attack death in that age group, and then you see it increase, and you wonder, what's the new variable? And so the pandemic is that new variable?
3: That's right. So these uh, researchers looked at 10 years of data across the U.S., all the death certificates that get filed with the CDC, uh, that data. And so what they saw is prior to the pandemic, heart attack deaths were actually dropping. And mm-hmm. then that trend reverses, and you see those deaths go up, especially among that youngest age group mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And do we know why the yo- why younger people might be more at risk? or? We don't know for sure. And in fact, these death certificates are probably not even capturing the fact that they might have had COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're really just saying, did you die from a heart attack or not? Um, What we do know, however, is that younger people were less likely to protect themselves against COVID than older people, less likely to mask, less likely to take other mitigation measures. And they were also farther back in line to get vaccinated. So they were not protected with vaccination until later in the pandemic. Those might have been a factor here. So basically, I mean, you could have had perhaps a mild infection. And of course, this is all hypothetical. But then there might have been a a lingering heart situation, heart disease. Right. So COVID causes inflammation um, of the blood vessels, as well as other parts of the body and also blood clots. And what we think is that it... COVID infection may have actually accelerated the process of developing heart disease, what we call coronary artery, artery disease, and so therefore accelerated when somebody might have had a heart attack and died from a heart attack. You
4: know, but COVID also changes uh, how much you can get out to an exercise class, how often you see friends. maybe Okay,
1: enough of this. This is all fake crap right here, ladies and gentlemen. Fake crap. So their argument is, well, people are dropping dead because they don't, they're do not they not able to get to a gym. That's a load of hooey, and we all know it. Just about everybody, just about everybody under the age of 25 who's dropped dead or has suffered a heart attack or has developed some sort of a heart condition has had the China virus vaccine shoved into their veins. And I can appreciate the fact that CBS News finally gets out there and says, oh, well, you know what? Uh, yep. Yeah, there's something wrong here because now people are dropping dead or they're having heart attacks. But the reality of the situation here folks, the reality is that the vaccine is killing people. And they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to go down that path, but that's the reality of it. And it's very simple. Got to take a break. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern show. All right, folks. Welcome back. About a thousand people, by the way, uh, turning out for Nikki Haley's big announcement. And uh, Nikki Haley says that she's now touting herself as the first. Um, well, she was touting herself as the first minority female governor in American history. Now officially running, there are about a thousand people at the at the rally today. And it looks like our friend Congressman Ralph Norman has endorsed Nikki Haley and her presidential campaign. So there you go. I am curious, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Nikki Haley, Donald Trump, and by the way, the Trump campaign coming out, and we're going to have a lot of audio and everything from the, the rally um, today, um, and, and we'll get to that in a little while. But I am curious, ladies and gentlemen. Nikki Haley, could you see her as a as a vice president for Trump? Who would you like to see as Trump's running mate? Because Nikki Haley is, she is, Mike Pence is polling better than Nikki Haley is right now. So I'm curious, who would you like to see? Who do you think the best running mate would be for Donald Trump? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844 747 88, 68. Oh, by the way, KJP, she, she um, wow, she's going out there, folks, on this one. Uh, she says that the best communicator in America is none other than Joe Biden, cut number eight.
7: Uh, and then on the culture, so-called culture wars, um, where the president's communications are concerned, and I'm asking you because you work on his communications
8: team and you're a professional communicator, Um, There is obviously a variety of settings the president can employ, set pieces, impromptu remarks, teleprompter, no teleprompter, etc., etc. Is it the view of the president's communications team that he is equally adept in all settings in terms of communications? Or are there some that play to greater strengths, some where he probably isn't as strong, etc.?
3: I will tell you
9: this. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House.
1: Well, there, <laughs> there you go. So let's just let's just take a look, see at the great communicator himself, Joe Biden. Cut number nine.
6: We hold these truths to be self-evident, all men and women created by the go. You know the you know the thing. Because if you could take care, if you were a quartermaster, you can sure and help take care of running a you know department store uh, thing you know where. And the second floor of the ladies' department. You know what I mean? The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway, from from uh, uh, char. Excuse me, from Charlotte. One and, uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa of uh, Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him... Uh, foot, foot. The idea that um, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here for two reasons, one, to... We haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, uh, um, let me say it another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with, um, with uh, the, uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what that you can do. The drivers.
1: There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Joseph Robinette Biden, the great communicator, and the, <laughs> he is the best hope the Democrats have in 2024. So we'll see how we'll see how all of this goes. I am still not convinced Biden's going to be the nominee uh, in in 2024, but it's going to be a slugfest. As a matter of fact, I think the more entertaining. The more entertaining nomination process is actually going to be the Democrats. Grab yourself some Orville Redenbacher, or better yet, delicious Wolf River popcorn. Get yourself a Baptist martini and sit down for what is going to be a thoroughly entertaining free-for-all. It's going to be insane, especially if Hillary and Michelle get into it. That would be Michelle Obama. Meanwhile, the Republicans, uh, Nikki Haley officially in right now. You've got Mike Pence, who is sniffing around South Carolina, probably going to jump into the race. And, of course, Ron DeSantis. And there's no indication yet, just yet, that DeSantis is going to enter the race. But Trump's already got the the nickname. Is it meatballs? Meatball (laughs) meatball Ron? (laughs) Yeah. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern show.
0: From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us, that's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh
1: yeah! And hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us today. A disturbing report from CBS News uh, last night. CBS News now reporting that US intelligence had actually been tracking that Chinese spy balloon, the one we shot down over the South Carolina, just off the South Carolina coastline near Myrtle Beach. They've been tracking it for about an in- for about an entire week before it entered American airspace, and apparently they were even aware when the balloon itself was launched. In other words, Everything the Biden administration has been telling us publicly is now turning out not to be accurate, not to be true. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, a gentleman who knows a lot about China. He is the junior senator from the great volunteer state, Senator Bill Haggerty. Senator, good to have you with us today.
7: It's good to be with you, Todd. Thank you.
1: Uh, I want to get your reaction to this report from CBS. Are you hearing the same things up on Capitol Hill that U.S. Intel knew about this spy balloon for a long time?
7: Uh, Yes, I'm hearing the same.
1: What was your reaction when you heard those reports?
7: Um, That that this is malpractice on behalf of the Biden administration. Uh, They were so focused on getting a meeting between our Secretary of State and Xi Jinping they hope that this thing would just, no pun intended, blow over. And if you think about it, uh, the Biden administration isn't holding China accountable on any front. Um, you, you, you know that there's been n- no investigation of the origins of COVID here. Uh, in fact, the World Health Organization has just dropped its inquiry into the origins of COVID. Why? Well, Dr. Tedros, their leader, handpicked candidate of the CCP, uh, we're not holding them accountable on sentinel. I just had a hearing today with the three leaders of the U.S. government's efforts to stop, the you know, drug enforcement Agency, the National Office of National Drug Control, policy in the White House, the head of the State Department's unit that's supposed to be dealing with it. I congratulate them for a massive failure because no one will hold China to account, and it's so sad uh, when when the Treasury Department sanctioned Mexican cartels. They also told, uh, you know, they also mentioned who the Chinese partner was that was giving the, the precursors for fentanyl. The Secretary of State's concurrent press release. Able to mention it, left left China out. Joe Biden's State of the Union address, he talks about fentanyl, doesn't mention China and their role in sending it over here. So at every turn, it just seems like this administration is so afraid to challenge China when that's exactly what we should be doing.
1: Well, I exactly, and it, it, you wonder why this administration is so hesitant about dealing with the chinese and we know that there are a lot of very weird financial ties between the biden family and china and you wonder is that factoring in at all into the decision making process
7: well it's i think it's underscoring for the republicans in the house of representatives they need to get to the bottom of it to understand if joe biden is compromised particularly if he's compromised by china and ukraine russia we know hunter biden's been paid by all of them exorbitant amounts of money for you know nothing other than access that I can figure, Todd, because Hunter certainly doesn't have any credentials that would support you know expertise in any of these areas. Uh, it's simply because that was a way to access Biden, Inc. and Joe Biden. So I think there's real concerns there, uh, and if you see us turning the other cheek time and again, you know, re- refusing to call out uh, what China is doing—the number one killer of young Americans between the ages of 18 and 45, drug overdoses, the majority of that from fentanyl coming from China and Joe Biden won't even mention
1: their name. Senator, I know you guys had uh, some meetings up on Capitol Hill, a lot of lawmakers coming out before the cameras yesterday uh, talking about these other unidentified objects uh, that were shot down over the the weekend. What can you tell us on the record about that stuff?
7: Well, as somebody who's had uh, high-level security clearances for some time in my previous job as Ambassador Japan, and in my current one I'm always reluctant to talk very much, about what happened in a classified meeting, but what I can say is this. Uh, we've got a lot more answers to find. It is shocking to me that um, Joe Biden knows the origin of the spy balloon that comes from China and won't shoot it down over American soil, but they'll take out these, these other items that they don't seem to know the origin of, no problem shooting them down. Uh, you, you, know, you, you start thinking maybe it's political winds that are blowing a different direction now that have, that have led them to, to do this. Um, it, it's, it's an incoherent um, situation that we've got coming out of this White House right now. Joe Biden will not you know, talk to the American public about it. In, their, in our classified briefing, I implored the leaders there to have the president come on and share with the American public what they were sharing with us. Because the American public shouldn't be coddled. We're all adults. We need to you know, we're we're plenty capable of assessing the situation and understanding where it lies.
1: Here's here's what's just weird. And by the way, Senator, first of all, uh, thank you for saying what you said, because one of the things that's really concerned me was the number of Republicans and Democrats coming out from those classified briefings and then going directly in front of the cameras. And I'm like, wait a second. It's a classified briefing. So again, I mean, maybe this is the new world we live in where people feel like they can go out and share. But when you look at how they've been handling classified documents at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, I guess maybe I shouldn't be surprised.
7: Or, or, or look at Adam Schiff. <laughs> when he was intelligence chief over the House of Representatives, not yeah. only was he coming out and spilling stuff that he did learn on a confidential basis, but he's making stuff up and acting as if it was something he learned on a confidential but, but basis. Senator, the bar has been set so low.
1: It, it has. and But, again, I want to go back. You know, they were making a lot of – everybody was getting laughs and chuckles over, oh, it's, you know, it's not aliens and we need to get people to stop talking about aliens. Well, they're the ones the, – the administration, they're the ones who brought that up when a New York Times reporter over the weekend specifically asked – the pentagon whether or not this may be some you know alien craft or whatever and they said they're not ruling anything out so that's on the administration and it just seems to me they were trying to intentionally divert the attention to that kind of nonsense as as opposed to what this what what it might really be
7: well one thing is one thing is clear the ccp tested us they violated our sovereignty by air they're testing us every day at our southern border, violating our sovereignty and poisoning our children with them. And they're going to continue to test us until this administration learns how to get a backbone and stand up. We've got the capability to do it, but this administration is, is adopting a very weak posture at every turn. I mean, look at what happened in Afghanistan. I think that was a major precipitant in the rest of the world looking at America as a, as a weakened nation. Uh, after Afghanistan fell, and that was a disgrace that the Biden administration put us through, took 13 American service members' lives, one of them from Tennessee, Todd, whose parents I had to call after that, just heartbreaking. But after Afghanistan, that's when we saw the big step up in in, in sorties into Taiwan Strait airspace. That's when we saw the buildup then on the Ukraine border. The Russians were already there, but they began to build up significantly after that. Um, When the world sees weakness, when our adversaries see weakness, they step into the void. And this administration is creating a void after void
1: after void. Mm. Uh, Senator, real quick, I, I want to get your take on uh, a major initiative. Uh, you led uh, You led this effort uh, in the Senate introducing a resolution regarding D.C.'s really dangerous revision of the criminal code. And basically, they want to reduce penalties for many violent crimes. And I'm going down this list here, and this is what's happening in Memphis, Tennessee, on a daily basis. Carjackings, robberies, homicides. Uh, this is a very bad thing, and I'm glad you're stepping up and and speaking out on this.
7: Well, it's our duty to do so. Um, Someone brought up yesterday that the D.C. Representative, Eleanor Holmes Norton, was unhappy with me for bringing this up because D.C. ought to be left to to itself. I suggested that perhaps you read the Constitution and the D.C. Home Rule Act. Congress has the responsibility to review these. And if you see a situation like this where you've got the D.C. Council voting to lower the penalties – for carjackings, for homicides, for, you know, it, it's, it's, a, there's a crime wave going on right here in DC. As we speak, you've had carjackings triple in the past three years and they want to lower the penalty for carjackings. Murders. Uh, we're up 20% over where we were this time last year for homicides in the district of Columbia. And we had over 200 murders last year. You know, it's interesting. There was actually bipartisan support for this too. Um, there were 31 members of the house that voted on the bill with the same language, uh, just a couple of days ago. The 31st vote came from a, a congressman from Minnesota. She was mugged in her apartment here in D.C. that morning. She was attacked in the elevator, and they tried to follow her into her apartment. Uh, she came over and cast the 31st vote for, for, for my bill to disapprove this. The, the, the D.C. Council is just tilting the woke politics, and they're willing to sacrifice the, the, the safety of their own residents, but I, I am certainly going to protect... You know my constituents who come from from Tennessee every day to visit me. I had seventy five people uh, in to visit Senator Blackburn and I just last just yesterday morning. Uh, they shouldn't have to fear for their lives and fear for their safety when they come to visit us. This is the nation's capital, and we need to protect it, not weaken it. And that's exactly what the D.C. council seems dead set to do. So we need to overturn this. We need to. Not allow them to come and, and make this place even less safe than it already
1: is well said all right well congressman we appreciate you fighting the good fight and you know one final note i want to circle back to china as dangerous as that balloon was senator i have to imagine TikTok is a whole heck of a lot more of a clear and present danger in this country
7: oh what could go wrong with with all of our kids dancing in front of TikTok? tock their living rooms exposed you know, the the amount of behavioral information that is available there, very concerning. China has a national security law that allows the Chinese government access to any data that resides in China. So the only way it can work um, is if we get any TikTok data, you know, completely secure and protected here in our own shores, and we're not
1: there yet. Senator, you, you were there, you you know the, the, the Chinese people, you know the, how the CCP, how they operate. What is the long-term goal here? I mean, they're not just doing something in the here and now. It looks to me like they're planning for a long game here.
7: Todd, you're exactly right. I mean, they've got multi-year, multi-decade plans that they put in place. And they have, you know, a leader in Xi Jinping who basically is going to be the leader for life and his goal is to completely transform their position in the world to uh, attain dominance. He's going to do that at the expense of the United States. He's going to try to take Taiwan. He's, uh, these, are, these are all stated goals, and they're willing to use any means necessary to do it. Lying, stealing, cheating, stealing, you know, they steal our intellectual property all the time, and intimidation of their partners out the, of their smaller countries, I should say, in their region. It's underway every day, and we've got to stand up. The one thing that China does understand is strength. Rhetoric coming out of the White House, tough talk, that doesn't mean anything. We've got to be speaking from a position of real strength, and that's not the inclination of this administration.
1: All right. Senator, we're going to leave it there. Great intel. Appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you,
7: Don. All the best. Senator
1: Bill Haggerty from the great state of Tennessee, my senator, by the way, and doing a heck of a, a great job up there. All right, look, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, your calls, 844 747 Who do you think is the greater threat? Russia? China, North Korea, Ukraine, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stern's radio program. So who do you think Who do you think is the greatest threat to America? Is it China, Russia, Ukraine, North Korea, Iran? 844-747-8868. That is our telephone number. Let's go to the phones. Web in Maine, WLOB, our great station there. All right, Webb, what say you?
10: Hi, Todd. Uh, Yeah, I think the greatest threat is is our incompetent administration and leaders because the rest of them are just jackals standing around a wound, wounded deer. Um, any one of them could jump in. They're all equal threats. But our own dropping the ball constantly for whatever reason it's going on is the greatest threat to America.
1: Webb, there there could be something to what you're saying. I, I have to imagine that if Donald Trump was back in the White House This would not have happened. Trump would not have allowed that balloon to infiltrate American airspace.
10: Not even for a minute would he have allowed that. And that was because he was a man of decisive action, which, by the way, everybody picks on because he doesn't say the prettiest things. But we hired him to do a job, and he did it. Now look at the contrast of what we have.
1: You know, it's a great point. I mean, I'm sure everybody loved Mister Rogers, but if you've got if you've got thugs terrorizing your neighborhood, you're not going to send Mister Rogers out there to deal with the problem. You're going to send Rambo.
10: Yeah, I mean, just look, Todd. What happened with that terrible gas accident? Did, did what happened to charity begins at home? Did the government help at all?
1: Great question. Great question, Webb. This look, this is a fair point, and and the argument you could make an argument, Webb, that China looking and they see all of this, they see the same things we see. They understand the training that our military is going under right now. It's not about it's not about killing the enemy and blowing up things. It's all about feelings and hugging it out and coming to terms with your preferred pronouns. The Chinese see this, our enemies see this, and they laugh at us, Webb.
10: Not only that, sir. Uh, what happens to a predator when it smells blood or weakness?
1: There you go. That's it. That's it. Thank you, bud. Webb, Thank appreciate you. appreciate the call. Web Web has a lot to Web has a lot to say here, folks. But think about this: our enemies. They see all of this. They know what's going on here. They know that that our military. If push comes to shove, we may not have the resources to be able to fight and win. They know that. They look at TikTok, and you know what they see when they look at TikTok, the Chinese? They see a country that has come undone. They know that we are a conquerable people. I mean, you've got surveys out there that show a majority of Democrats, young uh, Democrat millennials and Gen Zers would literally flee the country if we were invaded. So they see all this. So it's no wonder they're they're launching balloons over here. All right, 844-747-8868. Let's go to North Carolina. Tim, the talk station. All right, Tim, what's the greatest threat?
11: Oh, by far China. And I say that because at any moment, they could decide uh, stealthily to take out most of the United States. Um, and all they got to do is start poisoning our medicine that they make and ship over here, or our food that they make and ship over here. Uh, they could they can make us all, um, uh, um, they can basically spade and neuter us just through chemicals and, and wipe out our whole population. They can put mind altering drugs in there. They can do whatever they want. Um, so it's, it's China, without without question.
1: Tim, and this is one of the reasons going back to the Trump years why why President Trump wanted to stop that. There's there's no reason why all of our medicines should be coming from China. We should be making those products here in the United States.
11: President Biden was given the. The greatest gift, probably, that any president has ever been given, and is to uh, to make America great again. I know that's a cliche, but we have all this happening with China that Trump um, showed us, and then the you know the, the China virus came around, and then this came around, and uh, everything was short short handed to this. Well, the problem is the problem done. is
1: Tim, and thanks for the call. The problem here is that, yeah, we pay Joe Biden a salary, but unfortunately, the Chinese pay him more. All right, got to take a break. 844-747-8868. We're going to the phones. We'll be right back, America. Everybody. General Mark Milley, the guy who said China is not the enemy, gave the order not to shoot down the Chinese spy balloon, left all that military equipment in Afghanistan, and he even told the Chinese that he would give them notice they he would give them a heads up if the Americans ever attacked. And yet this guy has a place of honor, a seat of honor and power inside the Biden administration. You just think about that for a moment. All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Let's start in New York. Cindy hanging out with us on our Facebook Live audience. Hi, Cindy. How are you today?
12: I'm good, Todd. How are you?
1: I'm well. Thanks for asking. What's on your mind, Cindy?
12: Well, you were asking what country is the most, you know, threatening or whatever. And I just want to say it's ours within us, within this country. It's ours. That's all I got.
1: Cindy, when when you say that we are the biggest threat, who are you talking about?
12: The administration that's in charge right now.
1: You see, Cindy, I would even go so far as to say it's the establishment Republicans as well. You have a lot of people on the Republican side of the aisle who are big globalists, and they don't believe in America. They they believe in this unified worldwide government. And that's why Trump fought so hard, and that's why Trump had a hard time fighting in Washington is because he was battling members of his own party as much as he was the Democrats. Yeah, true
12: that, true that. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that's what I think is the biggest um, uh, nation threat is the United States.
1: Mm, all We're right, in. Cindy. God bless you. Thank you for thank you for listening to the program. Let's go to Tom in Georgia, WDUN, our great station there. Hi, Tom. What say you?
13: Good afternoon, Todd. I want to go one step further than Cindy. I agree. It's our country, but it goes back decades. Even before political correctness and the whole woke thing, stop and think in today's vernacular how many times they say we live in a democracy. We live in a constitutional republic. When we have a democracy where more people can vote themselves money and not work, we are on the road to ruin. And that's where we are today because, you know, if you're in a Black Lives Matter Uh, rally or whatever Uh, they do not get arrested but we have people that have been in jail for two years from january 6th they are destroying the country from within not saying that the chinese and the russians and all the communists and to your point the world economic forum all are working together to tear this country apart
1: Oh, the World Economic Forum has been responsible for some of the most heinous policies that have been implemented on American soil. Uh, These people are evil. They're the ones that want us driving around in little horses and buggies. Meanwhile, they get to jet around the the globe, blowing holes in the ozone with their multi-bazillion dollar of private airplanes.
13: No question. But I'm not saying, I mean, stop and think. When you ask about China or Russia, the Russian economy is smaller than France. We're looking at an economy the size of California. China is the one that has the financial muscle, but, but, um, but really, I, they're, they're doing this whole thing to destroy America without even firing a shot by just destroying our education system and destroying everything that was core values to America, you know, at the founding fathers
1: people people never people do not believe me when I when I say this but America has to be on guard because there are people that want to take control of our country they want to take over our country and they say oh Todd you know that's old school nobody does that anymore and many of the people saying that Tom are the same people that are a thousand percent behind Ukraine and what's happening in Ukraine right now, russia is in russia invaded their country and they want ukraine back well okay folks if they're going to do it in in ukraine you better believe they're going to try to do something like that here which is one of the reasons we've got to get that border secure i totally agree all right tom appreciate thank you so much you're welcome tom thank you sir appreciate it somebody just somebody just shared this on on twitter uh, Todd, the same federal government that told you the vaccine was safe and effective are now saying the air and water are clean in Ohio. <laughs> it's frightening and uh, very true. 844-747-8868. Let's go to North Carolina. Erica on the line, WSIC, our great station there. Hi, Erica. What's on your mind?
9: Hi, Todd. I wanted to answer the question you have of what our biggest threat is.
1: Yes, I am all ears.
9: I I want to start with China um, and its relationship with the United States and the politicians. China has been a threat since I was a child. I'm 73 years old. And growing up, my father always said, beware of China, beware of China. And as I have grown up and seen the years go by, I see the, the problem we have gotten ourselves into with a relationship with China. Our industry has gone to China. Our medicines have gone to China. Everything has gone to China. And the biggest owner of our debt is China. It's- China is out to get us. And if people do not wake up, we are going to be a communist country. Our politicians are in on it. They're in with the globalists, and the globalists have, from from ever since they formed, want to take this country down. They don't like our way of life. They don't like our capitalism, and um, they're in for us.
1: Erica, the when when Trump was in office, and and they held this press briefing. I'll never forget this and Trump laid out exactly what China was doing for this nation and ultimately to this nation, it was shocking. Because at any moment, and Trump was saying this, at any moment, China could come in and say, all right, we're not giving you people any more of your medicines. And and the country will be screwed. I mean, it's it's just amazing how much control we allowed the Chinese to have over us. And our elected leaders did nothing about it. Trump comes in and says, Folks, this is dangerous, and and he tried to communicate that to the American people, and now Biden is undoing every single thing the president did to make us safe and set us free from the Chinese.
9: I knew Biden was going to do it. I thought it was a big mistake. I have a friend who's a Democrat, and I said to her, well, we're not friends anymore. Um, I said to her, why on earth would you vote for somebody like that, a corrupt politician? And, it, you know, and it was when Hillary was running, and her answer was, I'm not voting for morals, I'm voting for experience. And I was just floored, absolutely floored. And the Christians in this country better step up and go to the ballot box and vote their conscience, because we are being demonized by these radical people in this country all trojan horses in our government and i i am just floored at how people are so blind um to what's going on and these children their parents need to send them to a communist socialist country like venezuela or china for a year abroad study so they can get a good taste of what socialism is all about
1: Oh, I'm a big fan of. I'm a huge fan of that, Erica. And for that matter, I think we need to start sending all these juvenile delinquents to military academies, uh, and to you know send these kids to military schools so they can um, so the military can jerk a knot in these kids. I mean, it's it's insane what we have allowed a generation of moms and dads just to unleash. They're little hellions on this country. Nobody's parenting anymore. That's a big problem in this country. I'm telling you, Erica, if I'm if I'm China, Russia, and I see what's happening in the American culture right now, I'm just sitting back and smiling and drinking my hot herbal tea or whatever the heck they drink over there and drinking the vodka in Russia because they know it's just a matter of time before this country implodes. I, I agree with, uh, with people who are saying we are our own worst enemy. Because we Absolutely. have allowed ourselves to be weakened.
9: Absolutely. All right,
1: Erica. Appreciate that call. And I'd like yeah. To go add ahead.
9: One more. Sure. Thing go ahead. Me. I think people need to get off their knickers in a twist about Trump's uh, personality and only look at policy. Because I think Trump needs to be back in office. I think his policies were right for this country. He's cleaning house. He's not a politician. He's a businessman, and that's what we need.
1: There you go. All right, Erica, thank you for the call. That's K-N-I-C-K-E-R-S, just uh, for the leftist listening uh, to us. 844-747-8868. So this is interesting. Uh, We're going to get to the calls here. I want to share some – just I want to throw this out there for you, okay? We have had over the past week now three major train derailments, all right? three major train derailments in this in this country. We have seen how many of these food factories and warehouses that have just caught fire, burned to the ground. I mean, dozens of them. So now we're having food shortages. There have been at least 100 attacks on power grids here in the United States. Just in the past, um, in the past eight months, over a hundred. So, my question is this: Do you think this is all just coincidental, or do you think that we could be looking at some sort of an of an organized, coordinated attack on our infrastructure? Is it possible that? And, and let me tell you something: these radicalized tree huggers, these are dangerous people. They want us all to go back to the Stone Age. But it certainly looks like, and I know Tucker Carlson was talking about this last night, and you wonder is it possible that we've got domestic terrorists running around causing mayhem? Or it could be that the infrastructure is just crumbling around us. 844 747 8868, toll free telephone number. Let's go to Rick in Georgia. Hey, Rick, what's on your mind? hello Rick
5: yes I'm telling you about our biggest threat in America
1: All right, go for it Rick you're on the air
5: okay I believe it's China for example in your building
7: in your house if you took everything out of there that made in China it would collapse and America is the same way and
5: then the Democratic Party within America
7: and the southern border
5: you don't know we don't know who is coming in From the southern border. That's how I believe is our biggest threat.
1: Rick, good thoughts you've got right there. And and we try to encourage people, buy America. You gotta buy made in America. And it's uh, it's hard. And it's really hard because most of our stuff is built overseas and it's all crap, just cheap crap. So I'm with you. We gotta buy American. Rick, appreciate that call. Let's go to Rebecca in Maine. Rebecca, what's on your mind?
14: Hi, Todd. Um, actually, it's kind of twofold. I agree, as many people do, that um, most of what we have going on here, um, it, we are challenged the most by Russia. I made it after I, I, I'm one of those people that drew a line with the mandates in the sand with Joe Biden, and I made a decision not to buy, um, buy anything from China. And I made a post one day and I said, and the inline was, and I'll probably end up naked because the, you know, everything, all the clothes are made there. All of the stuff is made there. But I'm a, I'm a label reader. I read every label from my food to my clothes. And it's hard. It's really hard to find something that is not made in China. But I have to agree with what you, were, what you brought up to, to change the subject a little bit. I do think that what we have going on is very nefarious. When we have things that are so basic to life, you know, our water, our electricity, things that every human being uses in this country um, now being under attack. When you have food, when you have people whose chickens weren't laying, and then all of a sudden they were because they found a different source for food, I do. I believe that it is a nefarious act, and I think that I want to just come out and do that little slap on each everybody's face that might knock them out of their, their trance that they're in over what they're, go, you know, what they're experiencing, I'm still just amazed to this day how many people will tell you, oh, there's nothing wrong going on. I think, you know, this is, this is when you stop and you think they're godless because the devil is running amuck is just running amuck and he's not even covert anymore. It's just running amuck, and it, you would see it if you believed. If you don't believe, it's probably, you know, invisible to you because that's how he works.
1: Rebecca, interesting stat about this area in Ohio where all of this went down. Do you know there are 75,000 farms in that area of Ohio, and most of them are family-owned farms? And this is – look, this is a big, big – the ag sector in that part of Ohio. It feeds a lot of people in this country, a lot of people. And now you've got chickens, livestock just dropping dead. Meanwhile, you've got the EPA saying, hey, there's no problem here. Go ahead and drink the water. I don't know about that.
14: But I also have to say, sir, that I I definitely believe in the, when the left hand's doing something, pay attention to the right hand, you know, because if this is the pay attention, oh, the balloons, the this, the that. They are doing something over here that's nefarious,
1: Look, and it's Rebecca, and
14: too much of a pattern not to.
1: Rebecca, this, this talk radio program, just so you know, is literally built on a swivel, so we keep our eye on everything, and when they brought Good. up, Rebecca, when they brought up that whole nonsense about, well, we can't rule out aliens, I knew something was up, because they're, they're no such thing as aliens. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna i know that's controversial to say but i knew at no. that point something was going on
14: and to be honest sir if there were aliens why would they be interested in us because it's, a we're rats.
1: <laughs> it's a very good point <laughs> all right rebecca well, have a lovely day, all right you do as well we got to take a break folks 844-747-8868 this is the todd starn show
9: Mental competency test for politicians over 75 years old. Most of all, I see a strong America because I see a proud America. Strong and proud, not weak and woke. That's the America I see.
1: All right, there you go. Nikki Haley, just a little while ago, about a thousand people turning out as she launched her campaign for the White House. Uh, she also said, and this was the line that got the biggest applause, America is not past our prime. It's just that our politicians are past theirs. So that's a direct, uh, that's a direct knock at Biden and Trump. And uh, by the way, Trump is firing back we'll keep you we we will uh, go through some of the uh, the bullet points from the Trump campaign uh, but they're coming out pretty strong against uh, Haley. Also some breaking news from CNN. Congressman Matt Gates looks like he is off the hook. The justice department says they will not charge Matt Gates in that sex trafficking investigation. And uh, that's good news for him. By the way, investigators recommended not moving forward back in the fall so this is all politics shame on the justice department for what they did to congressman matt gates where does he go to get his good name back all right gotta take a break hang tight if you're on the phones we'll get to your calls right after this
0: From the Liberty University Studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right. I love this American
1: ride. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program, hour three of the big show, broadcasting border to border, coast to coast, across the fruited plain want to repeat our breaking news from Paula Reed over at CNM. She says the Justice Department has formally decided not to charge Congressman Matt Gates in a sex trafficking probe. Prosecutors have been informing witnesses today of the final decision by DOJ leadership. Uh, this comes after investigators recommended last fall not to move forward with the case. In other words, there was nothing there. Nothing there at all. Look, the same thing's happening with Donald Trump. How many times have they launched an investigation and then it just withers on the vine? Because there was nothing there to begin with. My question is, where does Congressman Gates go to get his good name back? I mean, they smeared this guy and the stuff on the social media is just disgusting. So good news. Congratulations, Congressman Gates. And uh, we'll see see how that plays out. You know where this will be on The New York Times. It'll be like on page 72. That's where it'll be. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Good friend of this program, great American Patriot. He is the pastor of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Our good friend, Pastor Jack Hibbs. Pastor, hope you're doing well today. Well, thank you, Todd. I am. Thank you. Well, Pastor, a couple of big stories we've been following, and I, I, someone told me that you had an interesting take on you know all this stuff in the skies, you know these objects and what what they might be, and I'm curious to get your take.
8: Well, that's great that you bring it up. Thanks for the plug. We're actually going to be doing a service tonight on this very topic, and so while there's so much speculation and things that are being said, I just find it very interesting, Todd, that it went from. Um, Our concern regarding the Chinese balloon floating across the United States uh, to other objects, you heard people start saying they were cylindrical in shape and all these things. And then all of a sudden you started seeing on all the news channels, even our good friend Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity had a few clips about Uh, U.S. Navy pilots talking about UFOs and things like that. This topic has snowballed down the road to the point where it went from a balloon to green men. And so what does it mean to the believer? And we're going to be looking at that tonight in our service, and it's, it's going to be really addressing what Scripture has to say about living in the days of deception. I personally don't believe in aliens, but I do believe in demonic manifestations. And Jesus warned us, that in the last days there'll be signs in the heavens that will deceive people. And now I'm not saying this is the fulfillment of that prophecy. What I am saying is it's odd that the narrative of the mainstream media went from a balloon to what are these UFOs and what's going on here. So either our government knows what's happening and we're smart. We've got eyes in the sky, so to speak, or, um, you know things are being talked up and ginned up to create some sort of phobia or what I don't know. We'll find out.
1: So, so, Pastor, are, are, does the Bible actually address that that issue of of demons? And because I, I'm with you, I'm not a, I don't believe in alien beings, but I was taught in in church growing up that those could actually be demonic forces.
8: I believe that's true. I believe what you just said is true. When when. For example, when you have these Navy pilots or Air Force pilots stating on camera, I was tracking an object that was going on approximately 5,000 miles an hour, and it made a 90-degree turn. Well, in the realm of physics, that's impossible, but in the realm of the spirit, it's not. If Jesus said, and he did, that there's days coming that are going to be so deceiving that if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived, which is quite frankly, an awesome way of stating it, if it were possible, which means those who are walking in the Word, in the Spirit, discerning all things, will not be deceived, but those who are not are going to be prone to deception. So, Todd, I think uh, when people say, I saw this object or I was brought up into a spacecraft, I actually believe it's demonic. I think those are demonic manifestations in the last days. And again, I don't believe in visitors from other planets. I believe in visitors from hell itself.
1: Fascinating. So, and, and you guys are going to be talking about this tonight at, at the church, is that right?
8: <laughs> yeah, we're going to be streaming live uh, worldwide at 7 o'clock Pacific time, and uh, I'm going to interrupt our normal study in the book of Hebrews to touch on some of these issues.
1: Has that been a big topic of discussion around the church? I know you guys have thousands of members there.
8: Uh, You know what? It actually hasn't been a big topic, um, but what I'm going to do is just take the news that is just pervading everywhere. I love to have our church up to date with a biblical worldview, and so if they're talking about it at the water cooler, so to speak, at their companies, then I want to make sure that I give people the answers from the Bible uh, regarding these current events. And so when people do ask, if they should ask, What's happening? I think the pastor, I really think it's incumbent upon the pastor to give his people uh, the best answer possible, of course, always coming from Scripture.
1: On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line, our good friend, Pastor Jack Hibbs. And, of course, tonight they're going to be talking about this very issue. Maybe you have a question about what the Bible says about this. Give us a call, 844-747-8868. Again, 844-747-8868. Pastor, I know you mentioned demons. I mean, could some of those be angels as well? uh, I I don't know the answer to that. That's why I'm asking.
8: Well, I mean— we know that lucifer first of all is a fallen angel we know from scripture the book of revelation tells us that one third of the heavenly host was deceived by satan and fell we don't know what that number is it's just one third how many is one third we don't know but um here's what's amazing todd and i gotta tell you i've just i've just viewed things differently in the last five years where it's where the Bible says in the last days there'll be doctrines of demons and spirits teaching false doctrine. That means these, these things are either dropped, communicated, hinted into the minds of man. People will come up with teachings of demons. And I always thought, Todd, well, that must be relating to the occult. It must relate to cults, false teachers, but, uh, false prophets, and it certainly does. But Todd, when you look around, for example, and you see the systematic attack on Genesis chapter 1, genderism, man in the image of God, um, all this gender fluidity and um, reality, your truth, Todd's got his truth, Jack's got his, I think that is actually a manifestation of doctrines, which is a fancy word for teaching, teachings originating with demonic influence. I, it, it's almost going back to the garden when Satan said, has God really said? So are we really just two genders? Are, are we really supposed to be a, a nuclear family? Are we really supposed to have borders? Are we really supposed to have one, uh, you know, independent nations? Are we, Are, are we, Is there really only one way to Jesus? So I'm starting to see these things. In my opinion, this is my opinion, that that warning about doctrines of demons is far broader than I I think I previously thought.
1: You know, Pastor, we've been following the developments out of Asbury University, which, of course, back in 1970, they had that revival broke out, and it spread across the country. A big movie that we're promoting, The Jesus Revolution, uh, I want to get your take on what, what we've been seeing in the reports coming out of Asbury. Is this is this an authentic revival?
8: Well, you know what? That's a, I'm so grateful for that question. And by the way, a lot of listeners may not be aware. You, I'm Thank you for bringing that up. I'm a byproduct of the Jesus Movement, that revolution movie you're talking about. Uh, I got saved in the 70s. What was happening on the West Coast here in Southern California uh, was in conjunction or in Uh, uh, parallel with Asbury uh, uh, in in 1970. Uh, But here's what we need to do. First of all, let's hope that this is a move of God. I pray that it is. Well, how are we going to know? And this is what people don't want to hear, Todd. (laughs) It's will it bear fruit that is holiness? Will it bear fruit of righteousness? We have got to be patient. We need to judge it all right? In light of the Scripture, we need to be uh, open and willing, but judge everything against the Word. But the final result, like all things in the Bible, is, is it bringing forth fruit unto righteousness? That's the bottom line. Will this result in what many people today, revival experts will say, is not a new record label, it's not a new form of worship, it's going to be holiness. If God is going to pick up His church she's to be a bride that is pure, holy and ready for him. I pray that what's happening is in fact genuine and if it is, it's going to it's not going to be a flash in the pan event. The fallout or the fruit from what we're watching right now will be a transformed church culture which will become so attractive we know this from the book of Acts that the world is going to knock on the church's door and say, uh, "What must I do to be saved?" Uh, We—that's what I'm looking for. I'm so delighted for these kids. I pray that it's a holy work of God. Time will tell.
1: All right, and you're right. Time will tell, and uh, we are. It's certainly fascinating to to watch and to see the reports and to see young people that are. Yeah praying together and lord knows that's this country certainly could use a great yes. awakening amen all right well pastor i'll be watching tonight and i know um, probably thousands of others around the nation will be watching and uh, where can people go if they want to uh, watch the service this evening
8: Yeah, it's really simple jackhibbs.com it, it, it that's all they need to know jackhibbs.com and it will take you immediately right to the streaming
1: service. All right. Well, Pastor, always good having you on the program. Appreciate that. I appreciate you, Todd. All right. Pastor Jack Hibbs, everybody. JackHibbs.com. I would encourage you to watch that tonight. It's It's a fascinating study, and you really don't think about demons, but you should. And there is great evil out there. Um, and and we've got to be aware of it. All right, got to take a break here. Opening up the phone lines 844-747-8868. Pastor Hib says, "Those may be demons up there. What say you?" We'll be right back. Your telephone calls, your email messages, they are starting to make a difference, and we just have to we have to keep it up. AT&T, DirecTV, deplatforming, Newsmax, television. But, folks, we have got to push back. We've got to fight back. You say, Todd, how can we do that? Well, it's very simple. You need to call DirecTV and cancel your subscription. You need to call AT&T and cancel your subscription and tell them why. Now, look, AT&T owns DirecTV. They carry 22 liberal news channels, but they've canceled Newsmax. They've canceled One America News, two conservative news channels. And Newsmax, by the way, is the fourth highest rated cable news channel on their platform. They have incredible folks, Greg Kelly, Mike Huckabee, Chris Salcedo, me, yours truly. And now millions of DirecTV subscribers will not be able to watch Newsmax on their, on their system. So here's what we need you to do. We need you to follow the lead of President Trump. He's urging people, cancel your DirecTV and AT&T service and stand up for free speech. So give them a call right now, 877-NEWSMAX. That's 877-NEWSMAX. And they will connect you to DirecTV. And they're also going to connect you to your elected leaders up on Capitol Hill, even Democrats. Are very concerned about the censorship. Again, 877 Newsmax. That's 877 Newsmax. We got to fight back, folks. Got to do it. All right, let's go back to the phones here 844 747 8868. I want to go to Louise in Georgia, wants to weigh in on something Pastor Hibbs had to say. Hi, Louise. What's on your mind?
12: Hey, dear. You've been really lenient with time today on women, so I hope you let me. Say everything i want to say i want to say something else besides that but that is so ironic a woman i didn't know from adam's house cat started talking to me about three or four days ago about the same thing he just said that there are already demons here from hell really it's what it amounts to and that you know her version of stuff was like you know all these school shootings and all these people that are just you know murdering people and devious god awful things but anyhow she said exactly the same thing that he said which to me is so ironic but then the other thing there's two or three things if you'll let me do it. no no
1: no we yeah we only have time for one more louise we got a lot of folks wanting to weigh in today
12: Well, i know it, but you let those women talk a long time a while ago but anyhow what they did to Matt gates he's not the only person that that happened to. They did it to Bill O'Reilly and a lot of people at Fox News. But what's bothering me really being the stupid balloons, I can't believe people are so gullible that they don't realize our own government sent that crap up there so they can shoot it down and make themselves look good. China owns Biden, and I don't know why people just don't come out and say that, because it's, it's the truth. But what's bothering me now is all those whales that are dying up the East Coast, nobody's doing anything, and it's money and power because the government finds all those stupid windmills that ain't worth a crap, and that's what's messing the whales up—is all the pounding that they're doing, driving those things into the ocean floor, and and that's what whales. They all have right, a were we talking about whales today? Whales. I don't
1: think I, I, you lost me on the whales.
12: You don't know about all the whales that are. No, dying. because we're I'm not talking
1: sure. about. No, well, we're not talking about whales today. Oh, I'm
12: sorry. I'm sorry.
14: That's
1: all I'm right. Sorry. All right, Louise. Appreciate the call. Yep, give us a holler back. I get it. I get it. We got to try to stay focused, people. Stay focused today. <sighs> all right, let's go to Stephen in Maine. W L O B. Hi, Stephen. What's up?
15: Yeah, Todd. First off, let me give you a uh, kudos. Uh, you're about a you're about as close to the class act that Mark Levin is. I mean, what will we do without you and Mark Levin and Bongino and and the rest, and the folks behind the scenes that help you out every day? So,
1: kudos to you. Well, to thank you. you. Appreciate that, Stephen.
15: And the other thing that I would like to say is uh, in line with what you were talking about. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is uh when you have socialism and the Democrats come right out and said they want socialism and uh, that's what they're pushing for and stuff. But when you take socialism and you politicize it and weaponize it, like they did with the FBI and the department of justice, then you have Marxism and we have folks right within the democratic party that admit that they're supporters of Marxism. That's a, that's no secret. And when you have Marxism, AKA communism, You got problems within this country, because I agree with the rest of the folks that are calling in and stuff. Our problem is within the United States government. Somebody's compromised big time, and somebody has planned this thing out, and it's not nothing that happened overnight. This is something that I believe that they've been planning for quite a while. It's in line also with what you said yesterday when you were talking about, you know making sure that we need to make sure that when we vote for somebody we know who they are you know they're they're wonderful on the radio sometimes but then when you when you find out in the real world
1: oh you uh, got to do your yeah you got to do your homework on that Stephen. you've got to good point Stephen. appreciate the call we're running late for a break here their computer's going to cut us off
15: yeah guys let's
1: we'll be right back Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us today. Hope you're doing good. 844-747-8868. We're going to get to the phones in just a moment. There's a crazy story out of California where a school teacher lost her job because she refused to buy into this whole, this whole agenda involving transgenderism and convincing kids, little boys, that they're little girls and vice versa. And uh, the teacher did an interview. Her name is Jessica Tapia,s or Tapia,s rather. My apologies, Miss Tapia,s was doing an interview with Fox News. Cut number thirteen, please.
16: And um, the district began investigating me, and um, through through that whole um, investigation, and there were meetings that were held. Um, I found out that I was was being put under directives of having to call students by their preferred pronoun or gender. Um, I also had to lie or withhold that information from their parents. And then um, I also found out, unique to my position as a PE teacher, that I I have to allow, I was told I need to allow trans students into the locker room i obviously oversee the the female the girl's locker room and so you know that really caught me off guard and i clarified with them are you are you telling me i need to let male genitals into the locker room and they said yes um that it would be discriminating if i didn't if it was a trans student who you know appears is, is choosing to be a girl appears like a girl um, that I would need to allow them in. And so I was very clear with them. If, if the student has male genitals, I'm not letting them in the female locker room. And my district said that's a whole other issue then because you have to.
1: Well, it sounds to me like the teacher should have gotten a pay raise. She's the only person in that room with common sense. So anyway, um, Miss Tapias was also told that she had to hide students' gender transitions from mommy and daddy and also to keep them in the dark by lying about it. So let's just say little Sally uh, is is Billy when she gets to school, then the teacher would not be allowed to have a conversation with the parent saying, hey, we got a problem here. And she goes on to talk about that, uh, cut number 14.
16: Yeah, um, so according to my school district, students have privacy. And so if a student shares information regarding a pronoun preference or, um, you know, thinking they're maybe the opposite gender of what they biologically are, if they share that information with a teacher, we are supposed to keep that info from parents in case the parent doesn't know. And there's so many issues with that. How do we know the parent doesn't know? You know, number two, um, in in my opinion, students, I mean, we're talking 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds. I don't don't believe they should have this quote-unquote privacy to where their parents are being left in the dark about very, you know, pertinent information about their well-being.
1: Yeah, I I don't blame you one bit. So the teacher laid all this out to the school district and said, there's just no way I'm going to be able to do this. I cannot. This is a violation of my religious beliefs. I can't lie to parents. I, I can't keep stuff hidden from parents that they need to know about. So the superintendent, a guy by the name of Trenton Hansen, sends an email or sends a letter and Fox got a hold of the letter and they said, well, hate to break it to you, but you're fired. You're done. And the superintendent goes on to say, quote, based on your religious beliefs, you cannot be dishonest with parents. If asked about a student's gender identity by a parent, you cannot refer the parent to a counselor, defer the inquiry, and suggest they speak with the student or otherwise deflect the parent's inquiry. In other words, the school district was saying, "We expect you to be dishonest with parents, and if they if the parent asks about the the gender, you've got to deflect that question." Can you believe this? A taxpayer-funded school system, ladies and gentlemen. This is horrifying. They went on to say, The district cannot accommodate your religious beliefs that, you pro- that prohibit you from maintaining a student's gender identity and refraining from disclosing a student's gender identity from his, her, their parents, or guardians. Unbelievable. And then the teacher goes on to talk about how difficult this decision has been. Cut 16.
16: It was very hard. I couldn't even make it immediately. They called me back to work. They said just barely I was being allowed to come back um, after investigating me. And um, they gave me the directives, And that was like the end of a week, maybe a Thursday, Friday, and I was expected to just show up again on that Monday. And I knew first of all, I was going to need some time um, to process. And so I ended up going off, um, on stress leave for three months, processing all of it, you know, seeking counsel, praying and really deciding what uh, my next move was going to be. And so, yes, it was very hard. I felt very alienated. As a as a believer, and what I what I read from them as I you know spoke on my faith in the religious accommodation meeting um, was just a, a total lack of understanding. Um, they seemed to be just so confused as to why I couldn't just set those things aside and follow the directives and keep my job. And again, we're talking about children. These are, um, very moldable, you know, a moldable time in life is when you're a child and you, you know, your brain is developing and it's so important that, um, you have very, um, word I'm looking for, um, you know, good people to look up to good models in your life. Um, good teaching and, um, I know I had a rough childhood and I know that a lot of my students that I was going to be teaching, um, were probably going to be coming from rough childhoods. And I thought, you know, how amazing it would be to be, you know, a light to them, you know, possibly coming from very rough homes like I did when I was a child. And, you know, so it was just so exciting to, to get to work in a field where it was just way beyond a paycheck, you know? Um, being able to make a difference in a way that was priceless on young lives.
1: You know, it, it seems to me that we need more teachers like like Jessica to pious in the public school classroom. Individuals who are willing to, to take a stand and to teach kids right and wrong – and to be able to, to to stand up to these radical sex and gender revolutionaries. But unfortunately, in California, well, you know what? They want the teachers to literally deceive moms and dads about what their kids are doing in the classroom. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, folks, we've been telling you about the censorship that AT and T has been up to with Newsmax Television, and many of you have been asking, okay, what's the alternative? Well, I'll tell you what the alternative is. The alternative is Patriot Mobile. They're America's only conservative, Christian wireless carrier, and they're fighting for causes we care about. So when you pay your bill, you're not going to be supporting radical and a radical agenda. You're going to be defending freedom. You're going to be defending liberty. You're going to be defending the Second Amendment. And Patriot Mobile, they've been out there fighting this good fight. They have an incredible track record and an incredible product. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd is the website. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. You'll be able to get all sorts of great information there. They have a, a great coverage map. You'll be able to find out. Just type in your address, and you'll find out what the coverage looks like in your neighborhood. But most of all, you're going to be sending a message to these woke companies that you're not going to tolerate that stuff anymore. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Great, great benefits and discounts. Got to use my name, Todd, to get those to get those discounts. Again, PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Very, very excited to, to welcome our next guest to the show. Has written probably one of the most important books you're going to need to read this year. The name of the book, The Fall of the FBI, How a Once Great Agency Became a Threat to Democracy. Thomas Baker is the author, and he is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now. Uh, Tom, welcome to the program, and congratulations on this uh, this great new book. Thank you, Todd. I'm glad to join you. All right, uh, Tom, let's just jump into this. because ha- Was there ever a time in FBI history where they were actually doing what they were supposed to be doing, or has it always been corrupt?
5: Oh, no, I wouldn't use the word corrupt. Um, the FBI, in my estimation, until uh, just a few years ago under uh, Robert Mueller and then James Comey, um, was, was far from perfect, like all human organizations, but they did the job that the people uh, expected of them, the work that the Americans expected of them, but they did it in the way the Constitution demanded. And uh, I think what happened here under Comey uh, was things just got off track.
1: Is it? I mean, when you say off track, I mean we've got you know FBI agents knocking on the doors of parents who went to their school board meetings, uh, FBI agents raiding the homes of pro life leaders in recent days. It just, I, I think I'm, the American people are, I, I know, I'm not sure if they're angry or scared about what the FBI is capable of doing. Uh, how did how did all of this happen?
5: How it happened, in in my estimation, how it happened was a change in culture. Culture is the problem. Uh, Robert Mueller became FBI director just a couple of days before the September 11th attacks, which happened on a Tuesday. On that following Saturday morning, (coughs) excuse me, Saturday morning, September 15th, he was called to the presidential retreat in Camp David to present President George W. Bush, he thought he was there, to present President George W. Bush a report of the FBI's investigations. And the FBI had done what it does best, investigate. And in just those three and a half days that passed between the attack on Tuesday and that Saturday morning, the FBI had identified all 19 hijackers, their financing, their travels, their credit cards, their rental cards and, and, and cars and all their connections back to al-Qaeda. And when Bob Mueller was finished presenting that report to President Bush in, in front of all his key national security advisors, President George W. Bush simply looked at him and says, I don't care about that. I just want to know how you're going to prevent the next one. And Mueller was humiliated and he said about, from that meeting forward to change what he called the culture of the FBI away from a law enforcement agency and towards being, in his words, an intelligence-driven organization. That's the root of all the problems, all this bad activity that we've seen in the last three or four years.
1: Now, Thomas, you were in the FBI for what thirty-three years. Is is I mean, so you were you were there. You you got to see a, a lot of this. Was there during your tenure there? Did you start to see any sort of a change happen, or did that come after you after you left?
5: The change happened uh, with this September 11th uh, cultural change. That's and when the, it started. The key, the key thing, Todd, is this. In a with a law enforcement mentality in a law enforcement organization, you are always one is always working towards the day consciously or unconsciously when you're going to have to raise your right hand in a courtroom before a judge or before a jury and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. That's quite different from an intelligence agency that deals in estimates and best guesses uh, and and that uses deceit and deception to accomplish their goals. Guesses are not allowed in the courtroom. And so a lot of the the really bad nonsense that we've seen yesterday is a result of the FBI's turn into an intelligence agency where you see people just thinking things up, uh, like thinking the stuff with Twitter is okay, uh, where they actually are censoring people's free speech. That's clearly a violation of the spirit of the First Amendment. Uh, that was unthinkable in my FBI. Uh, the latest thing where uh, you mentioned ab- about some religious groups, that's something the FBI would have steered way away from. We don't get in to mix up in, in religion. That's also protected by the First Amendment. But these intelligence analysts who don't think in terms of the Constitution uh, bring these things about. That's the danger we're facing today.
1: Thomas, we've got about two minutes here. I'm curious... How can the FBI regain America's trust? You know, there are people saying defund, dismantle. I'm one of those people. Um, How do we fix this? Can it be repaired?
5: Well, I hope it can be repaired. I'm always an optimist. It's going to be difficult. But what has to be done internally with the FBI and the DOJ is there has to be a change in culture. To change the culture, you have to recognize that there is a problem. And unfortunately, as each incident has happened over the last four or five years, uh, we've had Director Ray and other FBI officials say, well, the, 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 the miscreants are gone. It was the rotten apples are out the door. And we saw that in each instance of each thing that went off the tracks. Uh, they have to look at the underlying cause and get the culture back on the track to be a swear to tell the truth law enforcement agency. But there is a role for Congress. Congress can keep shining a light on this. Uh, Congress does have control of the purse strings. That that's, goes back to the Constitution. It's a tool that Congress has to force the executive branch to, to take action. And specifically, Congress can change certain laws like the uh, Pfizer Act, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which has been abused, as we now know, when we saw it in the Carter Page matter. Uh, the Congress can, has a role to do in changing
1: those laws. All right. Well, Thomas, congratulations again. Uh, We're coming up on the uh, top of the hour news here, uh, and we um, really appreciate you coming in. And we're going to get you back on to talk more about the book because this is an important uh, important piece, folks, that you need to be reading, The Fall of the FBI. We have a direct link to it on our live show blog. You can get it wherever you buy your books. Again, The Fall of the FBI, Thomas Baker, uh, the author, 33 years as an FBI special agent, Thomas congratulations and again we're going to get you back and we really appreciate your service to our great nation
5: thank you Todd thank you very much thank you for all you
1: well you're kind to say that Thomas again the fall of the FBI folks we've got to scoot out of here uh, a big big day tomorrow Laura Trump among others going to drop by we'll be telling you more about that over on the website
0: this is the Todd Starnes Radio Show